0: Clear and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dr. PPR. I am your host, Henry Markin, and that is Dr. PPR, not Dr. Pepper, and certainly not. Dr. PP. That would be a a very different episode with a very different doctor. I'm Dr. PPR, as in points per reception, and I specialize in fantasy football healthcare. But of course, I do not exclude anyone who is in standard fantasy football leagues. PPR is just a gimmick my secretary came up with. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, and we are on the heels of... One of the more cinematic Monday night football games I have ever seen in my life. If you did not get a chance to see the Bills-Jets game, boy, you you missed out on a, a, a game of the ages. If, if you turn the TV off when Aaron Rodgers got hurt and Zach Wilson comes on your screen and you're like, okay, I'm not watching this shit. I'm not going to watch Jets-Bills. Zach, this is just last year dude, you missed a three-act film, uh, I swear to God. Um, just an absolute game for the ages. Uh, it was, it had That game had all the emotions. It was, uh, first of all, that that was one of the more Jets game I think I've ever seen. Like, that was the most Jets thing that could possibly happen. Aaron Rodgers going down, it's, it's kind of like, I, I, it's almost like exactly what was going to happen. Like this was the most highly anticipated jets team no excuse me this was the most highly anticipated n f l team in the history of football it's just as far as like the the super Bowl or bust expectations going into the season and considering considering where they were last year there's there's no team that has higher hopes than the jets had and uh and to and to to see to see what happened was was just you know four snaps in rogers going down it's it's something out of a movie, and the fact that Zach Wilson comes in and not only plays higher than any sort of expectation he's ever had in his life, but the Jets win in overtime after a punt return from Xavier Gibson, someone who was supposed to be cut during hard knocks but was kept because everyone fucking loved him. Disney already bought the rights of this film. You'll see a movie being made about this pretty soon, but somehow Disney's going to shoehorn Airbud into the mix and you know try to restart that franchise but That's neither here nor there. All I can think about is J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Until, of course, that euphoria washes over, then you are stuck with Zach Wilson with a team that was really trying to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Crazy. What a week. Week one is officially in the books, and now we can get to the main event. This This is the show that i wanted to have with dr ppr dr ppr was created out of the idea that me dr ppr can can give you the fantasy football health care to uh any sort of uh any 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 sort of cure or 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 a solution or, or or medicine for your ailing fantasy football lineups i would have it right that was the idea that i could come in and i could i could fix your broken team i can give you a prescription this is what you do And your team's going to be better. Well, that is what Tuesdays are about. Every Tuesday this year, while the season is happening, I will go live in the morning, like as you see now, or listen to me anytime on podcast form, and I will give you my prescriptions. These are the doctor's orders. This is what you should do, who you should pick up, who you should drop, who you should trade, who you should trade for. And guys, this week, has a ton of prescriptions. Now be very careful. Follow the instructions very accurately. Take the prescriptions and all the dosage accordingly. We are not going to overdose. We are certainly not going to underdose. You do what I say, I promise, you will have a healthy fantasy football season. Okay. So on to the main event. The reason I started Dr. PPR in the first place, guys i want you to get these are the prescription medications for your fantasy football team these are guys that are probably on the waiver wire and i really think you should make an effort in trying to get at least one of them maybe a couple of them could do you well if you had just an absolutely nightmare week one situation maybe you're going to get four or five of these guys or at least place a bid uh first things first if you have aaron Rodgers he is out for the year he ruptured that achilles i'm not saying going after zach wilson that is not what i'm saying but if you have aaron Rodgers, or you have someone like russell wilson or if you kind of played the the draft where you can really have anyone as your quarterback and you you didn't wait till you you didn't you didn't go after a guy till the seventh or eighth round you're probably in this territory these are guys with quarterbacks such as you know jared goff or kirk cousins uh, or if you really want to get risky if you wait for anthony richardson and these guys this is this is sort of the territory you're in if your quarterback is is okay to mid i really think you should go after jordan love i do i think jordan love is exactly the player that that packers front office thought he was in the draft and why they traded up to get him he's tall he is calm and that dude's heart rate is fucking steady i mean he had all the pressure in the world probably some of the most pressure in the league going to chicago week one he's been riding the pine for a couple of years sitting behind rogers and now this is his shot this is this is his opportunity to show the world what was waiting behind rogers and not to mention, the Bears felt like they finally got off the schnife too. Rodgers is gone, out of the division. It's open season. It's anyone's city to claim. It's it, it, it. No. <laughs> the Bears are still the Bears. And Jordan Love may be the truth in the NFC North. Uh, maybe. I mean, he looked amazing. The Bears' defense obviously isn't great, but he carved them up like any season vet would do it. If you really couldn't tell you had to check your eyes you thought it was rogers at first I and mean, LaFleur before found his white whale right and this one's not getting away jordan love is going to stay a packer for a little bit i'm not going to say he's going to win the super bowl but the packers are a pretty good team with the defense guys that they have and well it wouldn't surprise me if jordan love ends up being a top 15 quarterback at the end of the year pick him up if you need a qb uh obviously if anthony richardson is available go get him too jonathan taylor is going to be out for a couple more weeks so they really need all the help they can get on the offense i would grab ar and play him sooner rather than later because there's not enough tape on him yet plus when jonathan taylor gets back he's gonna do a lot more handing off and dump offs right now you get to see the bulk of what ar could do and he's only going to get better in the next couple weeks so it's really a gamble so i'm saying play ar sooner rather than later if you play him at all he is questionable though i would think i'd rather go jordan love over anthony richardson but if you're in a total bind for quarterback and it's between kirk cousins and anthony richardson gotta go ar i mean he can get you those rushing scores he's Probably going to do something similar to what Justin Fields did last year. They have a little bit better O line in Indianapolis. They're not completely a, uh, a, I would say, a terminal disease like the Chicago Bears are. I'm going to get to the Bears in a second because I, I'm passionately uh, angry at Chicago. Really angry. uh Another guy in Green Bay, Romeo Dobbs. Christian Watson is probably the wide receiver one on that team, and he's probably going to have a pretty good year when he gets back. But Dobbs is the two. And while LaFleur and Jordan Love and the Love Doctor, while those guys are cooking, Dobbs is going to get plenty of play. Aaron Jones is probably the most beneficial in that offense right now, but I bet you Dobbs is going to put up some numbers while Watson is gone. And then when Watson gets back, the whole offense opens back up. I bet you Dobbs will still get some targets. That's a guy you should definitely go after is Romeo Dobbs. Okay, here's another guy I think you got to go after. And this is how unknown this guy is, is that ESPN Fantasy app doesn't have a fucking picture for this guy. It's just a name. Puka Nakua, Los Angeles Rams receiver. So if you drafted Cooper Cup, or if you unfortunately drafted Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor, you will be riding the waiver wire for quite some time. This guy had 15 fucking targets against Seattle granted Seattle's defense is not very good but 15 targets that's Matt Stafford saying where's my boy he's like a mother in a grocery store looking for his lost child he can't get his eyes off of him Tutu Atwell as well eight targets but almost twice the amount of targets between Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell the other Rams receiver that's incredible that's someone you should probably go after from the targets alone You know, Matt Stafford loves having a butt buddy, not literally a butt buddy, but you know what I mean? Someone to sit next to at lunch. That's usually Cooper cup. He likes saddling up with a couple of different people. His wife talked about it before the season started. He didn't know everybody's names. Everyone's always on their phone. It wouldn't surprise me if Puka Nakua doesn't even have a phone because there's no picture of him on the ESPN fantasy app. So maybe him and Stafford. Are homies. I would go after Puka Nakua if I were you. Maybe even play him next week. The Rams look like they're fighting. Oh, wait. No, take that back. Do not play Puka Nakua next week because they're playing the 49ers. Yeah. So I'm not going to use that part in the social media clips. So if you're listening to this podcast, you might accidentally play Puka Nakua. Don't play Puka Nakua next week. That's the clip. Yeah. Pick up Pukunakua. Do not play him against the 49ers. Play him the following week. The 49ers are just going to turn the Rams into salt. You know, that's what the number one team in the NFL will do. Okay, this is a pick for deeper leagues. If you're in a standard league or if you're in like a 12- or 14-person league, if you're in a 14-person standard league, I'm assuming that you need actual medical attention from a doctor. You shouldn't be listening to this. You should have – um uh, someone assisting you with your life living every day, 14 person standard league that, that, that needs some jail time, whoever that commissioner is. You're, you're choosing violence every day. Your fantasy football escape just becomes a second job. That's crazy. Anyways, um, this is for those type of leagues. If you're in a deeper than shit league, Josh Reynolds of the lions, great pickup. I mean. Goff may be the best quarterback in that division. I know I just called Jordan Love the truth. Goff is probably the most established quarterback in that division. And that offense has something to say all year. They look at this division as open season just like the Vikings and the Bears and the Packers do. Usually it's the Lions are trying to bite a kneecap off. No, the the Lions are trying to win that division, make a playoff run. Amon Ross St. Brown, is an elite wide receiver one the next guy on that team that's probably catching the most balls is either josh reynolds or marvin jones jr just from experience at least is marvin jones jr's edge on josh reynolds i think reynolds is probably more valuable uh, probably better yeah the third most valuable option besides marvin jones is, is laporta the tight end who i also say for you to get last week He's probably gone off the waivers now that Kelsey went down. People were in a bind to find a tight end. But, yeah, Josh Reynolds and Sam Laporta, those are two Lions you should go after if you see them because the Lions are a real threat on offense. Their defense is still, well, it's not as bad as it was last year. Last year, it was a wet towel, right? It was just a sheet in the air. It's a little better this year. They held Patrick Mahomes, you know, to – 20 points or whatever they did. Although you could argue that was also an inside job with, uh, Kadarius Tony. So say what you want about the Lions defense. It's probably a little better than last year, but the Lions offense, that is a real force in the NFC. So Josh Reynolds, Samuel Porta, great guys to pick up. Okay. Packers defense. I know I'm usually not a big defense, like off the waivers, pick them guy, but I feel like this Packers defense is pretty tough and especially where a setting could be an important factor later on in the year. Like one of the reasons why new England Patriots defense is so good every year is because Foxborough is just a breeding ground for shitty weather. Like we had rain on the first day at week one NFL season. It's like the monsoon out there. That's really good. If that's your starting defense, if you're just playing in shit weather constantly That is an absolutely uh, perfect place for sacks and fumbles and picks and muff punts to exponentially take off, right? So the Packers actually have some studs. They do get sacks, and they do play the Bears twice a year. They do play the Vikings twice a year. These are very mid teams that they're playing. Even the Lions have some holes in them. I mean, the Bears' offensive line is Swiss cheese, and that maybe one of the best offensive lines to play against. Um, but I, I think the Packers' defense could be a good pickup, especially if you were one of those guys that didn't think about defense until you already saw the Niners and the Cowboys and the Saints and the Patriots are off the board. If you're also playing that game of, oh, I'm just going to pick a new defense each week, that's fine. Maybe the Packers is somebody pick up this week and adjust that philosophy. Just saying. Okay, uh, another guy I really like is Kendrick Bourne, uh, the Patriots. This guy was a great niner. I don't know why he didn't get the the same treatment that a lot of the other like guys like Juwan Jennings got, that they could just stick around, just take minimal money so that Debo and IU can kittle, can get the bigger contracts. I get, I get why he probably wanted to make more money, but he, that guy could have been a real player in San Francisco if he just would have stayed and just let the contracts figure themselves out. Kendrick Bourne's a great player. He was one of Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite guys. I'm sure he's one of Matt Jones' favorite guys, too. I mean, that receiving core isn't that great. It's a, a Devontae Parker, it's Juju Smith-Schuster, and it's Kendrick Bourne, and Hunter Henry's a pretty decent tight end. Someone else you should consider getting, too. I think he's on most waiver wires because why would you get Hunter Henry over a guy like, I don't know, Dallas Goddard? Someone who gave you fucking zero. Nobody saw that coming. Neither did I. Uh, Henry Hunter Henry is probably on the board. If you see him, go get him. He's got really sticky hands. He made a great play, uh, against the Eagles. So, uh, him and Kendrick Bourne, I feel like, I feel like Mac Jones is going to have a pretty decent year. He had over 300 yards throwing in the shitty weather. Jalen hurts. Didn't do that. Not saying that Jalen hurts. Isn't a good quarterback. I'm just saying Mac Jones fought through the weather. The weather isn't going to be an issue for Mac Jones obviously the Patriots love what they see with him because Bailey Zappi was cut before the season started and then moved to the practice squad. So Mac Jones really is the guy, no question in new England. Um, so Patriots receivers maybe were not as attractive at the beginning of the year. And also that division was turning into an arms race as, as far as like incoming talent. I think that's kind of over now that Rogers is out and the Bills are actually not that good. It's just the AFC East. Like, the arms race is done. That was the most anticipated arms race in conference history. I've never seen a conference's build up like that. It looks like that the Dolphins are actually probably just going to, I don't want to say run away with this, but as long as Tua is healthy, who's going to stop the Dolphins in that division? Nobody. So, Matt Jones isn't exactly trapped against three other really good teams it's just I guess a normal day in the AFC East again It's so funny like last year this is exactly what the AFC East looked like and now Rodgers is hurt if Rodgers never gets hurt of course it's back to the hype train but the fact that Rodgers gets hurt this is just AFC East from last year Mac Jones is probably going to have a pretty decent season. I bet you he got better. That's why Belichick, who's no fool, by the way, had Bailey Zappi uh, ousted. And, uh, oh, last but not least, one guy I think you should get is Raheem Mostert. So, again, I'm not crazy about putting an entire fantasy football season on uh, uh, someone's health, especially someone as as fragile as... um, to a Tagavailoa, right? That's why I'm not crazy about Tyreek Hill. And I'll cut to the chase. I do think you should trade Tyreek Hill. We'll get to that later. But Raheem Mostert, on the other hand, it seems like no matter who's playing quarterback, Mike McDaniel is going to get Raheem Mostert involved in some regard, whether it's catching little dump-offs or being the running back there, the true running back. Pick up Raheem Mostert. He wasn't high on anyone's draft rankings that I saw, probably because that offense is just such a Tyreek and creative centric deal. Raheem Mostert is the running back over there. They're going to have to be stopped at the goal line. Eventually he's going to get these sneaky touchdowns. He's going to get touches and he's going to snag some balls. Yeah. Pick up Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson Jr. Is always injury prone. Uh, Raheem Mostert is big and he is fast. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So it would benefit you as a doctor of science to pick up one of the fastest guys in the NFL, if you have the opportunity to do that. Oh, I'm the doctor of science. I'm telling you, it would benefit you, not the doctor of science. You don't have a degree. I do. It's not on the wall yet, but it's, it's coming. It's it's coming. Okay. Those are guys you should get at the end of the week on Friday. I'm going to make a team purely from a fictitious waiver wire. I'm assuming that, you know, obviously my waiver wire looks different than your waiver wire. Maybe a guy that I pick up is not going to be available in your league because you're in a 14 person league. We're going to call it uh, an ambiguous waiver wire. And the idea behind this is if my players that I draft off of this week's waiver wire outscore your team, you have to see me. I, I am legally obligated to have you fall under my program this is truth. If a fucking waiver wire beats a team you draft with the whole board, that means you need help from me, a fantasy football doctor. So stay tuned for Friday. I'm going to give you the guys that I like on my waiver wire, uh, that, that ultimate team. And, um, if they outscore your team, come see me right away. Okay. These are guys that you should leave and let be. I just told you the prescriptions of guys you should get. These are these are this is a doctor's order of of just just don't do anything. Don't try to treat it yourself. Don't don't get cocky. Just just give it a week. Right? And and in in medical uh vernacular it, generally it's 2 weeks if you have an actual issue if, if something's lingering let it let it exist for 2 weeks that's what we're going to do here we're going to do last week's data and we're going to fuse that with this week's data for these group of guys starting with T Higgins he gave you a goose egg right they played cleveland who's a really good defense honestly anybody on the Bengals probably shot their pants that week that goes for Jamar Chase Mixon T Higgins and of course Joe Burrow it was a week one blunder. You know, I feel like Joe Burrow does this every now and again in his, in his time in the league. I feel like he always kind of starts a little, eh, maybe even starts a little injured. And it's usually around week three or week four that the Bengals turn into that. Okay. They're an actual threat. So I'm not even going to give this any attention. I'm not going to entertain the idea that anybody in the Bengals is actually worthy of dumping leave and let be. And by the way, that same philosophy, it applies to the Eagles. They played in a monsoon, whatever the fuck that weather was in in Foxborough, right? Jalen Hurts didn't play that great and was probably outperformed by Mac Jones. But, you know, as a doctor, we isolate variables a lot. That's just something that people in general science do. Um, Yeah, don't jump the gun in the Eagles. I think the Eagles are still a good team. They're not as good as the 49ers. Obviously, this is a biased program, so I can say shit like that. But it's also a fact. The 49ers are the best team in the NFC. The Eagles are probably the second best, according to Las Vegas Super Bowl betting odds. And of course, Vegas always fucking wins. I wouldn't trade or do anything with Eagles players. Some of them probably even uh, surpass your expectations, like Devonta Smith had a pretty good game. I will say one dude in particular on the Eagles, though, has a short leash on him. And maybe... I I guess trade isn't the right word because you probably might not get the value, but I'm certainly not sold on Miles Sanders. That's the next category of thought are the the I'm not solds on. So we're going to get to that in a second. So Miles Sanders has an asterisk next to his name. But by and large, don't do shit with the Eagles right now. You don't need to. Don't jump the gun. All right. Uh, Garrett Wilson. You're probably so bummed if you have Garrett Wilson because you were expecting him to be this one-two punch with Rodgers all year long. The guy is going to be his just box in the end zone that just endless amount of shit can fall in it perfectly placed. He's going to have this fade deal with Rodgers. That all went to shit within four snaps. So it would seem. And then in the fourth quarter, Garrett Wilson makes an outstanding play from Zach Wilson. What do you do with Garrett Wilson? Nothing. Don't do anything. Leave him in your roster. Don't try to trade him. Don't try to dump him out. Leave him where he is. If you recall, Garrett Wilson went fucking off last year with Zach Wilson and is in the place he is today because of Zach Wilson. Do not try to outsmart the powers in the NFL right now because I think there's something really magical going on in New York maybe Zach Wilson sees this as an opportunity of rebirth, of a renaissance, if you will. Maybe the ego that he had was exactly what needed to break when Rogers came in, and now he's kind of coming back as this redemption arc character in New York. I mean, the fact that Rogers brought out the American flag on 9-11 and giving everybody in New York and on television absolute chills and for him to go down, that's one of the most New York Jets thing that Jets could ever fucking do. But what wasn't a New York jets thing was the fact that Zach Wilson actually won the game. That was the plot twist. Don't do anything with jets players. As a doctor, I'm telling you, if you have a jets player like Dalvin cook or Brees hall or Garrett Wilson, hell even Alan Lazard, I don't know why you play Alan Lazard. He's kind of one of many tools in that team, but if you have any jets players, don't do anything you wouldn't have done if Rogers was still here. Right? If they played last week, play them next week, leave and let be, that is a doctor's order. Let it rest. Let it, let it just exist. Brees Hall went off last year with Zach Wilson and is the player he is today because of Zach Wilson. Same with Garrett Wilson. All right. Uh, But one player that, that may not have the same, um, same amount of uh, flexibility with me, if if you will, is, uh, is um, well, I'll cut, try to it. Justin Fields. Hmm. Justin Fields. I thought this was going to be his year that he really takes off the year three jump. Okay. And with the acquisition of DJ Moore too, I thought those guys were going to be fucking awesome. I drafted Fields in a lot of leagues and I have DJ Moore in a lot of leagues. And the fact of the matter is that offensive line looks like hell. I mean that may be a terminal condition you're dealing with all year if you're the Bears. I don't see much improvement on the Bears, and he Fields had a decent game, but this is a barely leaving let be. Like he's on a very short leash, and if Justin Fields ain't doing shit, DJ Moore is practically worthless. So keep that in mind. Don't trade him. Don't dump him. Don't do anything. Just leave and let be. We got a Tampa Bay matchup for the Bears coming up this week. Just. Just leave and let be, okay, and I say that with a very short leash. they are on a very short leash, okay. Another guy who's on kind of a short leash is DeAndre Hopkins. I mentioned that his choice to go to Tennessee to help him win a Super Bowl was an interesting decision made in the off season and made you wonder, is there something going on in Tennessee? The fact of the matter may be there may be something going on inside of DeAndre Hopkins egotistic brain. He probably thinks he's a lot better than he actually is and maybe the his interpretation of oh I'm going to sign with the Titans because we're going to win a Super Bowl was actually just uh his brain in denial and and sort of the 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 deflections and the and, and all sort of defense mechanism his brain was putting out because a lot of the Super Bowl winning teams actually didn't want DeAndre Hopkins. maybe DeAndre Hopkins isn't as good as he thinks he is or as he used to be. I don't know. He is still really good. I can tell you that he's good he's better than most of the NFL players that you could pick up. He certainly needs to be on a roster if he isn't on one you're you crazy. but is he worthy of starting? He probably is. I don't think he's as good as he used to be, but he's also not benefiting from having Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. That guy actually needs to visit as an optometrist today. Really. Um, There were some throws that Tannehill just missed, and Hopkins is great. I'm not saying he's bad. He's great. He may be coming up on the uh, wash territory, but he is still great right now. But as great as he is, he's not like... Uh, Jefferson type of guy that can make a horribly thrown ball back in play again. DeAndre Hopkins is definitely not Justin Jefferson where he can fix a broken quarterback. And yes, Kirk Cousins may, in fact, be broken. Just because they did a Netflix show doesn't mean he's a a finished product, you know. So, yeah. Uh, And last but not least, Josh Jacobs. You drafted him early because I told you to. He will perform. Uh him and Jacoby Myers uh are gonna benefit from a lot of attention being on Devontae Adams this year. And Jimmy Garoppolo is another kind of broken ish quarterback. I love the dude to death, but he you could you could see the difference between him and Brock Purdy simply because well, the Shanahan offense I wouldn't say has changed that much. It's the same guys they had last year. There's just a difference in capable quarterbacks. I don't know how capable Jimmy Garoppolo really is. So Josh Jacobs is going to get a lot of touches this year, especially around the goal line. He couldn't get in over the weekend, but he will get in. He is capable of having those three or four touchdown games for sure. So don't freak out about Josh Jacobs. I know I was high on him. I'm still high on him. Relax. Okay, here are the guys I'm not sold on. I just told you the guys I want you to get the prescriptions. I told you the guys that you, you, you really should um, you know, be, uh, be cautious about. And, and then of course there's the, uh, there's, there's the guys that I, I I don't want you to, well, put any more, uh, any more of your eggs in their basket because the basket may, it may be moldy. Um, and speaking of mold, if you have anybody on the Broncos on your team, that's no longer stale bread. That's a moldy loaf. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of ready to, to totally forget about Denver. I mean, they should have won that game against the Raiders. They had no business losing that game to the Raiders at home. New coach, supposedly your quarterback is is every bit of the the guy you paid for. Um, and now you the, the year the second year, no, this is, this is getting a little old here. You you gotta you gotta figure your shit out. If you're the Denver Broncos and and while you do, we've leave my patience out of it. Do not invest in any Broncos right now. I'm not sold on them. So there was a couple guys that had goose eggs this weekend. couple guys with zeros. Dallas Dallas Goddard was one of them. He had zero. T. Higgins had zero. If you had T. Higgins and Dallas Goddard, you probably hated fantasy football this weekend. Probably won't like it until you win again. Uh that's usually how that goes. Don't worry about those guys. They'll be back but the other guy with zero points was drake london i'm almost ready to say that that may have been a mistake on my end to uh, praise him as much as i did i was under the impression that the wide receiver one of a team with a relatively new-ish quarterback was gonna get some love maybe not a lot of love but you know he could have uh 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 a great opportunity down the end of the year, especially in that division, that easy ass division to really blossom. It's someone you want to draft and sort of keep and watch grow. Okay, the dude had one target. One. And they won the game. So he may not be an integral part of this offense. I am not sold on Drake London. If you have him and you have other options, I might want to play the other options this week, especially if if you're getting in that, in that um mindset where you're getting pissed off at guys underperforming. I don't know if Drake London is going to be your, uh, is going to be your saving grace uh, this, this week because, well, let's face it. They are playing green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay has a pretty good defense. He's projected 10 points in PPR leagues. That's horrible. Yeah. For what? A fifth round pick, fifth or sixth round pick. I don't know if I'm crazy about that, I wouldn't play Drake London this week. Yeah. I'm not ready to say it was malpractice advice on my end to say to not draft him, but I wouldn't play him this week. No. Tell you who else I wouldn't play. I think I'm ready to give up on Najee Harris. Yeah. Yes, they played the 49ers, but at the same time, I don't know how good the Steelers team is. I think everyone saw three great preseason games and just put Kenny Pickett in God tier because he went against third stringers. And they're just like, well, this whole offense is going to benefit. I don't think Kenny pick is that good. I mean, they didn't have a first down for like at least a quarter and a half. I think they had like one total yard for a half hour. It's a really long time to just move a yard made guys covered more ground in world war one, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> and those trenches were disgusting. So, I'm not crazy about Najee Harris. I'm also not crazy about Terry McLaurin. He didn't have that good of a game week one against the Arizona Cardinals defense, who was supposed to be a train wreck. Sam Howell was a rookie, but rookies are kind of like babies. And if they like a receiver, they're going to kind of stick with that receiver. I don't think Terry McLaurin was that involved. He really wasn't. Um, So sorry if he drafted Scary Terry so early. I don't think he's going to be integral to that offense at all. I'm not sold on him. Really not sold on Josh Allen. Holy shit. I was saying it all offseason, the Bills didn't improve. They're just the same team they were last year. Like, a team that cannot run the ball unless it's Josh Allen running for his life and refusing to slide. They don't have that good of a defense. I mean, clearly, it's not that hard to pick off Zach Wilson. But at the same time, Zach Wilson made plenty of good plays that the Bills should have capitalized on, and they just didn't. Uh, Josh Allen is throwing anywhere he wants. He's showing off his arm strength. He's got a beautifully strong arm, but buddy, who are you throwing to? I mean, some of these throws are just, it's like the longest drive contest in golf. He's just swinging, absolutely swinging. What is the goal here? Anyways, I'm not crazy about Josh Allen. I don't think he'll make it to week eight. I think he's going to break a rib by like week three. He's not sliding. That is like a quarterback rule. dude. you want to, you're trying to play in a super bowl. You're going to get hurt before the middle of the year. doesn't make any sense to me. Not stolen. Josh Allen. Uh, if you have Josh Allen, I would look to finding a replacement. I mean, he's going to be a a turnover machine. Obviously he's going to beat some teams, but he's, uh, He's not the fantasy guy that maybe you thought he was when you got him as your second quarterback taken off the board. What was it? It was Mahomes, him, and Jalen Hurts? Mahomes didn't have that good of a game week one. He had like 19 points-ish, something like that, but Josh Allen really didn't have that good of a game. Like Mahomes, at least the ball that was picked off for a pick six, Mahomes couldn't have placed that in Kadarius' Tony's hands any better. It was just Tony who probably had skin on the Lions winning or covering to you know gave it up josh allen was just throwing to jets players last night he was just throwing like four verts to the Jets safeties like there was one play where stefan diggs totally bailed on the route and was just trying to make a play on the ball as a db and i bet you that's going to cause some turmoil this year between those two the friendship may be dwindling before our eyes it wouldn't surprise me if diggs requests a trade i wouldn't be surprised um, Mike Williams, another guy I'm not sold on. Mike Williams is the same guy every year. Huge anticipation in the off season. This guy is going to be the truth. Him and Herbert are going to be the next best thing in football, this and that. And, uh, and he always gets hurt. I mean, every single fucking year, there's something that happens to Mike Williams. Keenan Allen used to be the injury prone machine, the black hole of bad news and out six weeks here, a year here, a rupture there, a kidney, and. You know? Mike Williams is now that guy, the injury black hole, absolute energy vampire. If you drafted him high, you're probably stoked to have a big body like Mike Williams to catch balls from Herbert. No, the chargers are just an exciting mid team. The chargers are just the Vikings, but with a younger quarterback and more exciting, they don't have a good defense. So they're constantly playing in these high scoring games. The chargers aren't good. And Mike Williams is always hurt, not sold on him. I would consider not playing him. Obviously, if he's out, he can't play him, but you know what I mean. And then lastly, Miles Sanders, really not sold on him. I feel like if you can trade him with like a package, get rid of him. I mean, he's got DeAndre Swift and Gainwell right behind him, and Miles Sanders fumbles a lot. I'm not sold on him at all. There's a lot of talent in that backfield. It's probably going to be a running back committee. If people don't listen to this podcast, trade Miles Sanders, rip him off. He's not very good. Okay, last but not least, these are guys you should consider trading. And, and I'm going to be very careful when I say these because I know this is a, you could be trigger-happy and trade them, but just know why you're doing it. Uh, Miles Sanders is one of those guys you should trade, by the way. So we got that out of the way. Mike Evans had a great game against the Vikings. Baker Mayfield looked somewhat competent, and Mike Evans looked like a version of himself. You know, obviously not the same Evans with Brady, but definitely a Mike Evans with Jameis Winston and you know some of the earlier years where he was getting 10 targets, 80 yards, eight catches, a touchdown. Like that's a good game for any standard. Um Baker Mayfield will show why he is Baker Mayfield. I do believe that those uh highlights we saw from the offseason of him airmailing little little one-yard slant routes, the one on zeros that he was just misfiring that baker mayfield will come out to play and they're probably not gonna have a very good year i think that was a great week one fluke win but uh trade mike evans while you still can before baker mayfield does what baker mayfield does yeah get rid of mike evans Had a great week you have a lot of value trade him he's not going to do it again this year and if he does we'll call it malpractice on my end but i usually don't do that lastly i will end the show with an absolute banger um I know he had an incredible game. Tyreek Hill had one of the best wide receiver performances we've ever seen. Whether it was the walk-off touchdown or the constant finding the openings in the middle of the field. Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards. Everyone is saying he could be the first wide receiver to ever win NFL MVP. He could. And they're saying that over Tua, who had over 450 yards. Guys, I am here to tell you, I think it is in your best interest to trade Tyreek Hill this week. I do. Tyreek Hill will never do what he just did for the rest of the season. That is the ceiling. He may come very close a couple of times while Tua is playing, but there was a comma after while Tua is playing because here's the second part of that sentence. I cannot and will not, in good conscience, allow you, I cannot, I'm going to say that again, because this is a big sentence. I cannot and will not, in good conscience, allow you to let your season ride on the health of Tua Tagovailoa. The guy is one gust of wind, one slip and fall in the shower from becoming a clinical vegetable. And this is the game of football. Yes, he looked great against the Chargers, who has a horrible fucking defense. But who cares? It's going to get gritty. He's going to play the Bills. He's going to play the Patriots. These games are going to get tough. Defense can be an issue for Tua. An actual defense. An actual defense could bring an absolute abrupt end to Tua's career this year. If he gets tackled the wrong way, he can no longer walk again. Football is out of the question. This guy is such a gamer, and I respect his game. I love his admiral. I, I absolutely admire his passion and his relentlessness to get back on the field. But holy shit, dude, think about your life. If he gets tackled anything more than the ordinary hit, the dude could be permanently damaged. His actual health, an actual doctor will have to do something. And then all the fantasy doctors like me are like, well, yeah, I think he's dead. He's throwing up gang signs. You know? Listen. I know it's going to be hard for you to do this, but you should trade Tyreek Hill now before Tua gets hurt, before this this euphoria of the Dolphins mania goes away and he's just a regular receiver. That's my two cents. Listen to me. Don't listen to me. I don't care. I'm just a fucking doctor. Um, That's it for today's show. A little bit longer. I'm going to try and keep these shorter going forward. Um, But yeah, I I said some big things. You'll probably see some things on social media. Uh, You know, I'll just end it with this. You know, there was a lot of doctors on social media last night talking about Aaron Rodgers' injury before it actually happened. I would say, wait till an actual doctor says something before you do something with your fantasy football team. I'm one of those actual doctors. (laughs) Uh, Eat your vegetables, get plenty of rest, and remember, always listen to your doctor. Have a good day, everyone. We'll see you Friday. Uh. Enjoy the rest of your week. Good luck with the waiver wire. You can win your week this week simply by riding the waiver wire and listening to me. And you could also lose it by not doing anything. Remember what I said, I have prescriptions. There are guys you should leave and let be and guys you should really, really consider getting rid of. So um, anyways, uh, have a good day. Like I said, eat your vegetables, get plenty of rest and always listen to your doctor. We will see you